Markets with Chip Nellinger. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Dawson Tire and Wheel, your premier ag tire and wheel provider in North America, helping people grow. Also, Tractor Zoom and delivering insights. And the official work boot of Moving Iron Podcast is Dry Shod Boots. Chip Nellinger is with Blue Reef Agri Marketing in Morton, Illinois. And Chip, this is a uh, another roller coaster ride of a week uh, compared to what we saw here in the last couple weeks. It's just. Uh, you know, setting up to knock them down, it feels like that's what we're doing here in the last couple of weeks. So I guess what's your what's your thoughts over this past week and and this uh, this last, you know, we had a, the quarterly stock report come out. We had the pro- prospective planning report come out and then we had the uh, the export report come out yesterday. So kind of a big week worth of reports. But I guess uh, I guess what's your reflection so far this week since we talked last? Yeah, I, I think uh, probably the <clears throat> I'll focus on a couple bright spots first. Number one, the quarterly stocks uh, report showed, um, you know, really good demand across the board. The, the stocks numbers were all on the low side and all well under a year ago, especially corn. Corn, uh, 660 million bushels um, below a year ago. Uh, just kind of illustrating, number one, even before this whole slide in prices, we had really good demand out there um, and prices are, are cheaper now. And so exports have really picked up uh, as well. We're off to one of the best first quarter starts in exports in uh, uh, years and years and years on corn. So there are some bright spots out there. Uh, The bean number, the wheat number on the quarterly stocks report, uh, we're both on the low side of expectations and and well under a year ago. So, you know, that's a little bit of a bright spot. Uh, The other bright spot here that's happened the last couple of days is you now have crude oil prices uh, basically 40% off the lows from two days ago. Uh, we were trading uh, about 20 bucks a barrel. We spent a little bit of time under 20. Uh, we're now currently, as we uh, record this, uh, $28 even on the May crude oil contract. Uh, you know, 40% um, in uh, a short amount of time. And that's basically off of um, talk, news, that uh, OPEC, uh, including uh, Russia, Saudi Arabia, are discussing a 10 million day uh, or 10 million barrel per day cut um, in production. <clears throat> that uh, you know supposedly was led by uh, President Trump. So that's a good news. You know that's that's good news in itself from the ethanol standpoint. Um, the acreage report, you know, was a little bit of a head scratcher. Showed a big corn number. Uh, but I don't know that uh, it's really uh, good news, uh, uh, accurate news, because that that survey was taken, you know, prior to this uh, this huge drop in prices. So, I, you know, we're going to have to wait till the end of June until we get the final acreage number uh, to have a better a better feel. Um, so, it uh, stock market is still flying all over the place. You know, unemployment surging. Um, you know, way above what was expected, uh, you know, over 10 million people, <clears throat> new claims for unemployment in the last two weeks, um, you know, way above, you know, more than double what, uh, I think the market was expecting. 
So you have uh, a lot of volatility in, in these outside financial markets uh, as well. Uh, you got an absolute debacle happening in the livestock markets right now, unfortunately. And, um, you know, that's a definite, uh, you know, dark cloud right now. Um, you know, the beef market, the pork market, just literally imploding. Um, pork and hogs had their own little issue out there. We just, we're, we're kind of reaping what we, what we sowed a little bit in the case of the hog market because we've just been on such an upward trajectory of production. Um, you know, most recently here, uh, 4% higher in production. Basically, for the last six, seven years, we've been increasing our uh, our hog numbers three to four percent a year and and that's and that's really hurting us right now um you've just had a mad probably the most historic implosion in in pork um you know cutout value in in history over the last uh week to 10 days and and followed very closely by the beef you know i don't know how much we lost probably I, I lost count uh, uh, between uh, probably close to twenty five dollars on the uh, on the beef cutout here in uh, three or four days, five days, something like that. And so our our futures market uh, hogs and cattle, you know, have spent a couple days limit down, expanded limit down, and so that is very definitely a uh, a little bit of a uh, of a dark cloud out there. The grain sides at least stabilized. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I think it's all par for the course. I think it's something we better get used to. Massive volatility, moves that don't make uh, a lot of sense, uh, sell-offs that come out of nowhere, rallies that, you know, rip higher and no one expected. I think the one thing underneath all this that I for sure am watching for, and, and this may be several weeks down the road, is the the president of uh, Brazil has really taken a strange uh, course on this coronavirus thing, and he said some crazy things like, "We don't have to worry about it. We don't we don't get a lot of disease here because of our weather. Brazilians have special antibodies in their blood that keep them immune." <laughs> you know, I and I, Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. I don't know. That's one of the five or six certainly top 10 most uh, populated cities in the world yeah if not top five yep. um you know i think uh i i think uh, karma could slap them around a little bit i i don't know that they're uh, ready for that and and if that really anywhere in south america and you're already seeing signs in in other countries in south america that it's bad and and right. really hitting them hard so that that moves over with the vengeance to Brazil and Argentina. Um, you know, I don't know how reliable and secure their, you know, their shipping system is if they're going to be fighting coronavirus and, um, you know, really badly. And I don't know why they wouldn't. You know, the rest of the world is. So why right. wouldn't Brazil and Argentina get it? Well, you see what happens in that country every year when they go on a trucking strike and how how fast they have to scramble to get stuff to ports so i mean you you you, t- you couple that with everything else that's going on i mean that's a very dumb statement because take a look what's happened in thailand where it's a pretty much the same climate uh it seemed to be doing all right over there so i don't know yeah now unfortunately <clears throat> they're kind of getting a resurgence uh in asia you know mm-hmm. uh, there's been some talk that 
you know, it's kind of firing back up in, in China. Um, uh, Singapore, uh, you know, is, is kind of fighting, you know, another, uh, another flare up. So, you know, I mean, it's definitely for the foreseeable future, changing, uh, changing life as we know it. Um, and that's what these markets are all adjusting to, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, there's going to be opportunities, uh, there, there, there's definitely opportunities, uh, but it's uh, causing a lot more stress and volatility than what we're what we're used to and what we normally have out here. Yeah, you take a you miss a crop in in Brazil, whether it's the export side of it or just the lack of getting stuff planted like you should and everything else, and that that could really uh, send the market screaming on the corn and bean side, both with with, uh, with little or no effort. Um, it could jack things up pretty quick. Yeah, and it's it's um, you know normally you take a look and and you say okay what's our demand projections what's the supply? Well, supply in the short run doesn't really matter if if that happens. You know, I mean if if Brazil shuts down or gets you know closes off fifty percent of their uh, export capability, uh, supply doesn't matter if you can't get it out of a country and then all of a sudden. It, it creates what appears to be, you know, a supply shortage. And, and the United States could be a beneficiary of that. I mean, so far it hasn't affected in a great way our our export capability. And I think that's probably a very high priority right now, uh, high up the food chain to keep running normally as normal as possible. And um, so yeah, I'm not saying I'm not wishing ill will on anyone. I'm not saying that's going to happen. <clears throat> but that could definitely be something here several uh, days to weeks down the road that, um, you know, give us a little bit of a competitive advantage and, and maybe, a you know, a surge in exports, particularly on the bean side. But it could also be corn. Um, you know, the wheat market is uh, 12 cents higher here today. Uh, there's been a little bit of back and forth on what Russia's going to do. And they finally came out and said, we at least uh, through June are going to limit our wheat exports they're fighting this uh, badly, uh, starting to be bad as well. And so they want to make sure that they have enough domestic supplies, um, you know, to feed their people. And so they're going to, at least for the time being, limit some exports. So that's, again, that's good news for us. It means we're likely going to be in the mix to get some uh, some wheat export business that we may not have had. And again, it doesn't mean there's any fewer bushels in the world, but in the short run, if somebody needs wheat we may be the beneficiary of some uh export business that we wouldn't have had so it uh, can really affect things and that's what we have to watch for you know um wheat is one crop that here recently you know has been at profitable levels whether that's this crop that's in the field right now or next year and so as producers we really have to keep uh keep a close eye on that play defense out there you know there's a lot of ways to do that with different you know, option strategies and different types of cash sales contracts that kind of let you lock a floor in and and still take advantage of, of upside prices. You really have to play defense, sharpen a pencil, know where your numbers are, and uh, and be willing to protect that, protect equity, protect your net worth. Because you know, obviously, this is a, a risky time frame and <clears throat> something that we uh, have never really faced before in most of our lives. Yeah, it's. Uh crazy for sure man there is uh just stuff all over the place happening right now that's and it's moving so fast 
you don't you can't hardly keep ahead of it when I mean, you start seeing a slide or something like that whether it's on the the protein side or the grain side of it it's just when they decide to start going down they just they can't stop going down so it's it's uh the same way on the other side though too i mean there's as much rapid upside as there is rapid downside so it's just yeah just cattle are a perfect example of that you I mean it, it's a it's mind-boggling um you know just in the month of march i'm looking at a june cattle chart i'm going to give you some rough rough numbers um the 9th of march june cattle were just slightly over a hundred dollars by the 16th they were under 86 by the uh 25th of march they were back uh just knocking on door of a hundred bucks and then yesterday you know closed near 83 Mm -hmm. i mean you're talking about um that is a you know, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, probably closer to a $40 swing back and forth than, than 30 in, uh, in less than a month's time. Unprecedented, you yeah. know, I mean, it's hard to stay on top of that. And, um, you know, a lot of our markets are like that. Certainly the stock market's been like that crude oil. It's coming really fast. It just it seems like every week in the markets is a month long now. I mean, you, you cover so much ground yeah. and there's so much information hitting you at once. You get to Friday afternoon, you're like, jeez, was that just one week? It literally feels like that was a month. Mm-hmm. And you are. I mean, that those are price moves in cattle and, and some of these uh, markets that happen in four days that took four months previously to cover that ground. And it's happening in, you know, sometimes two, three days. So mm-hmm. it is... Uh, but with that comes opportunity. You know, that's that's the that's the key to this. With that comes opportunity. It's just hard to keep our wits about us um, with so much hitting us at once. Yep. Well, it's a perfect time to work on that plan, Chip. So if folks are doing something like that or just reviewing a plan, what they have right now, I'm sure there's plenty of folks that have had a plan all set up, and now all of a sudden this craziness hits, and what does it look like, and what do you do, and all kinds of craziness happening there. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you to walk through that plan and or, or just pick your brain about what's going on? Yeah, the best way is just uh, call our office. Um, main office number is 309-550-7213. And uh, we'd love to chat with you. There's uh, there's a lot going on in the markets. There's a lot to be planning for. And, and uh, you know, now more than ever is a, uh, a time to have an extra set of eyes and ears helping you out. So uh, we'd love to chat with you. Yeah. All right, Chip. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, go to uh, at Moving Iron LLC. Make sure you check out movingironllc.com for all the latest Moving Iron LLC stuff, blog posts, those kind of things. And also check out the Global Ag Network and all the great podcasters out there. So until next time, I am Casey Seymour with Chip Nellinger. Let's go with some iron, folks. Out. Moving iron. In the 21st century